Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 9 to 5 Faith Podcast. I am very, very excited to bring my new friend Sam on the podcast. He is a man of many hats. When he was talking to me, I was like, dang, you do a lot, and I can relate to that. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. Now, tell us about your hats, and then also tell us about which one is your favorite to wear. Wow. Oh, you're making me do the hard things. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so um, I try to be as multifaceted as possible. Um, um, during the week, I am a director of business uh, for our financial firm here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I live. Um, I'm also an associate pastor, so I'm, um, I'm usually doing that on the weekends, uh, preaching, singing, leading with the youth, outreach, um, the whole nine yards with bats. Um, I'm a life coach as well. Um, I co-host my own podcast called the Not, uh, called the Next Drop Off. And yeah, I guess uh, those are just some of the few things that um, I'm involved in. And my favorite, wow, um, <laughs> wow, that is really that's really hard. Um, it depends well, on who's listening to... to this, right? Like, are people from your church going to be listening to this? In, in that case, it's an associate um, pastor. If your boss is going to be listening to this, your favorite thing is work. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, uh, you know, they're also nice. And they're also, um, man, yeah. they're also great. But I would have to say probably my role as a director of business is probably my favorite. Yeah. Probably yeah. my, yeah, probably my favorite role. For sure. I understand it though. Cause like you, I wear many hats and I always say like, I work full-time in marketing and I like to say, that's what I'm good at. Like I am good at working mar in marketing, but that's not what God has put me on this earth to do or to make impact in. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm good at marketing, but I also like my writing and my podcasting is what God has put me on this earth for. So they're different in their own unique ways. So I definitely understand that. So tell me a little bit more about, oh. oh, you froze there for a second. Are you with me? Yes, I am. I'm sorry. I was, uh, somebody was trying to call me and I had to send it the voicemail. That's okay. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the director of business and the financial firm and all of that good stuff. Yeah, so um it's and you know it's interesting because I was never ever 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 planning to enter into business into the financial services space. You know, when mm -hmm. I graduated high school, I just told myself, you know, I'm going to study to be a pastor and I'll study like health on the side. I'll get a minor of health just to sneak that in there and that's it. And <laughs> um I don't know, you know, um as I was as you know, time started progressing, I really wanted to get the opportunity to grow myself professionally. Um, I really saw a need for it um, in my own in my own life, and I saw that um, you know that's a ministry in itself. Mm. And um, yeah, um, it, it all just kind of happened. You know, I, one thing kind of led to another. Um, I, my myself um you know in the property and casualty world at Allstate um last year and when this position opened up at um in my town I just applied for it to see what would happen and 
I didn't think I'd get the positions. I didn't fit so many of the requirements. I didn't have a finance. I didn't have a degree in finance or in business. Yeah. So I said, like, yeah, you know, I have an arts degree. You know, I have a pastoral degree. Like, oh, okay, well, that's different. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm so thankful to the Lord that um, he, he allowed me to enter into the space. And, yeah, so I'm currently um, in this role. I've been in this role for about the past 11 months. Yeah. Um, so. Awesome. Uh, currently, yeah, so thank you so much. Uh, currently with what I do, I work with uh, various financial advisors that we have within the firm. Um, so the more public name of the firm is Retirement Lifestyle Advocates. Okay. Um, that's, what, that's, that's the name we go by whenever we're dealing with clients, people that are interested in, um, in receiving our services. We're in the retirement planning space specifically. Um, but the side of the firm that I oversee is called Rocket Production Systems. That's where, with our proprietary, propi oh man, I can't Proprietary. That, yes. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh, mercy. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, but yeah, with our model that we have, we advertise it out to various uh, financial advisors and we help with different advisors with marketing, book production, precious metals. Gotcha. Um, client retention, all the you know, things. Yeah. The whole nine yards, really. I love that. I love that. And that is very foreign to me, but I absolutely relate. Um, I always joke around, but it, it's like actually like secretly really true. The reason why I wasn't a business, get my undergrad in business versus communications is I didn't have to take econ or statistics. Like that is the reason why I didn't go through the business school and I went through the liberal arts school is to avoid those classes. Well, I mean, it still, it still worked out. I mean, you were able to kind of maneuver around it and you yeah. ended up where you wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. But there was like a, a degree in marketing. It was funny. The mm -hmm. degree in marketing was from the business school and the degree in communications was in the liberal arts school, which they're very much similar. It is like communications is a function of marketing. Um, but anyways, yeah, I totally relate with like the just being kind of out a little bit of a fish out of water because I avoided that path. Like it was nobody's business. Oh my. <laughs> Now you said something really interesting that I kind of like want to pick at, and I don't know if you realize that you said this, um, but you said that you felt a need to develop, to develop yourself professionally. Can you talk more about that and what that looks like? Because um, throughout everyone that I've talked to on the podcast, I feel like that there's a wide variety of people and in, in, in their relationship, their like interpersonal relationship with their job um, and with what they do. So can you share a little bit more about like what that need felt like and like why you felt like it was maybe a missing piece of your, of your story in this season? Yeah, for sure. Um, wow. That's a really good question. Um, well, I guess just to answer that, well, okay. So this might come out wrong, but just do it. Um, and it's funny. I, I was so this reminds me of a conversation I was having with my co-host the other day. And um, usually I'm I'm the guy with the ideas and the planning and like I'm like the, I'm like really detail oriented. And he's the guy with like, you know, he you know, he handles like the tech stuff in, ter in terms of like editing the podcast and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, something that I was really, you know, getting on him on is like, hey, you know, we need to 
outsource the podcast editing onto somebody right. else. And so right. we were looking for somebody on Fiverr and you know, thankfully, thankfully we found somebody and he was saying like, Hey, like they need to be Christian. Cause I don't want unholy hands touching it. And he was like, mm. okay, you know, I, you know, that, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Yeah. I, I'll take care of the details. I'll take care of it. And you know, we found somebody and you know, it was so funny. And uh, you know, as I was sending him different people, um, you know, just to look at on Fiverr, he was saying, man, there aren't a lot of reviews and X, Y, and Z. And, and he, and, you know, some, and I was like, wait, what's really like, what's really like the thing you're getting at? Like you said, you wanted holy hands to touch it, but what's going on? He's saying, and basically like the synopsis of all of that is unfortunately many times when it comes to like the Christian space, there's like, it's really bad, but sometimes there's like a, automatic decrease in quality mm. i don't know if you i don't know if you've noticed interesting that. Like, it, i it, it, i, it's, I yeah. know what you mean i get yeah. you like where i like my brain immediately goes back to like those really cheesy jesus films in the 90s yeah like that's where my brain goes yes exactly okay, so keep going. yeah yeah like that that's exactly it you know the you know the cheesy you know corny like you know veggie tales kind of you know you know, yeah. you know that sort of feeling is, and it's like oh man but and and you know that's that's kind of the that's kind of the sense i was getting like for myself personally like mm. i felt like you know i went to bible school i learned you know how to really dig down dig deep into the word i learned how to present you know the truths of the bible in a way that's practical and relatable but at the at the same time i feel like there was a lot of administrative um skills that i didn't really have in mm. terms of you know working with a team building a team casting a vision yeah. you know assisting like really helping others like you know built being able to be built up like i guess like the essence of professional discipleship is what I was missing mm. and I felt like man you know I need to get some hands-on experience in the professional world in order to have this translate into what I want my ministry to look like mm. so I guess that was like my mind I love that. that I love that I <laughs> you saying that I get what you were you were to totally saying like I, I I pictured it I saw it and I think um do you know the comedian Angela Johnson uh, I do not. She's like, not. okay, so she's uh, she's a Christian, and then she's a stand-up comedian, and she goes, I'm a comedian who's Christian, but I'm not a Christian comedian. And, like, oh. the, the difference between those two things is, in terms of, like, you have, like, people like John Chris, who is definitely, like, <laughs> a Christian comedian, where he, like, yeah. you know, pokes fun at, like, the church and Christianity and faith and all that stuff. Um but then like her stuff is not like that at all. And so mm -hmm. she was saying like, there's the difference there. And I think that's kind of what you're going to a, a little bit is like, there needs to be like, not everything is, is just ministry. Like we need to have Christians mm -hmm. in the workforce yes. doing business as Christians, not Christian business. Mm, wow. 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 That was like, man, that was that, that, that man. Wow. That was a Holy Ghost bar. Wow, that, was like, <laughs> that hit like the nail on the head. Wow, wow. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that well. That's great. what I'm hearing from you. So you know, I just I was the translator. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Of like, we need more, not only business owners who run 
ethical businesses, which is what I'm like attempting to tackle in season two of this <laughs> series. So TBD, hang tight on that. But we also need Christians in the workplace um, to kind of develop that and be the hands and feet in in the real world. Mm. Wow. Wow. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I hear what you're saying, too, about kind of like the organizational piece, too. Fun fact, this is the first time I'm bringing it up on any podcast. Surprise, surprise. This is the first time I'm talking about it somewhat publicly. But um, I am actually releasing um, a program that is going to help solve what you were just saying about is the issue of, um, I call it uh, soft skills for everyday experiences. And it's going mm-hmm. to be, um, it's going to be called be a better person. And it's going to be those, those softer skills that you're talking about, about like vision casting and accountability and communication and, um, leadership, all of those skills that aren't necessarily taught in any kind of forum. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so, that's so great. Like, as you were saying that I, I would, I just got a picture of this in my mind. It's so ridiculous. Like. And, you know, I, it's, I don't know. And thankfully, I feel like there's a shift. Like, as of late, I feel like more people are starting to get that sort of understanding. But I'm just mm. thinking of, like, you know, the old school, like, the real, like, old, old garb of yeah. Christianity where it's like, you know, oh, you know, we need to put plans together. We need, you know, Excel sheets and we need Word documents and things like that. And you, you have one and you just have, you know, the Christians where it's like, I don't know how to do that, but I can offer up like a mean word of prayer or like, you know, I can offer right. up like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I can lead, I can, I can lead a song or like, I can give a Bible study, but like, that's great, but we need, you know, we need development in these other areas and, yeah. you know, wow, wow. I think what you're doing is really great. I think oh, it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah. And I think too, like there's examples, luckily enough, I'm, I, I go to like a, a pretty large church. It's not a mega church, but it's a pretty like established big church. And what I really love is, you know, a lot of the times you have people who, and you have ministries that are ministry focused. If I say like, obvi- you're like, obviously, okay. sorry, you okay. have volunteer, yeah. sorry, you have volunteer opportunities that are ministry focused and not necessarily practically focused, which, which is what I'm hearing from you of like that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but administration is one of the spiritual gifts. And so like what my church has done that I really appreciate is like, there's a guy who runs a landscaping company and he comes and like, for a day with his whole crew for like, doesn't charge the church anything and comes and do does the landscaping on the property. And I'm like, that Mm -hmm. is not like sing songs and children's ministries, but it's, you know, it's something (laughs) a little bit more practical, like within the Mm -hmm. Excel spreadsheet realm of everything. And I think that, um, all of those gifts can be utilized for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Definitely. definitely. So, you wear many a hats, which makes it sound like you have very busy days and weeks. Now, also, if you don't mind sharing, share a little bit like, are you married? Do you have kids? Because I also think that radically changes this conversation that's going to happen. Uh, it does. I am thankfully single as a Pringle. So I am very great. I'm grateful for that. I, that okay. is a gift that the Lord 
has given me. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cause uh, you know what? It, it changes things like it does, have, yes. having a spouse changes things and I don't have kids yet, but like I have heard rumor on the block is, is that kids change things a lot. So um, mm-hmm. I always kind of like to set that foundation. Um, so you kind of don't like, I mean, I say it this way, but like, correct me if I'm like misinterpreting it, but like, you kind of don't have to report to anyone. Like you kind of live <laughs> on your own, like, like you live on your own timetable. Oh. Oh, I, no, 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 yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, I, I get it, I get it, yeah. Like, I can't right just, like, that. go out and be like, hey, bye, babe, like, you're on your own for dinner, like, sorry, I'm going uh-huh. out, like, on this unplanned thing, you have that freedom to be able to do that, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true, that's true, it, it, you know, it's, but you have a lot more opportunities yeah. when you're, when you're single, as opposed to the, when you are in a relationship, but I mean, it's, it's a different season. It's a different season. So yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but leading that into take me through like what a day, a week in the life of Sam looks like kind of through that lens and through the lens of like you wearing many hats. Oh my, wow. Wow. That's, that's that. Okay. That's a, that's a good question. Um, well, okay. So this, my week is definitely going to sound very different from probably yours and a lot of people that are listening to this, but I attempt to start my days at 3 a.m. Um, I, yeah, let's yeah, I go. To start my days at, uh, yeah, hey, Mark Wahlberg, whatever. Oh, mercy. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like, oh, oh no, it's not. It's not even like it's not even like that. It's just that I don't know. I've tried my schedule so many different ways, but this just seems to be the way that works for me. Yeah, let's hear so, it. I'm excited. So, okay, so I usually wake up at 3 a.m. I go to the gym at Planet Fitness when it's empty. I work out for about maybe an hour and a half to two hours, depending on what I'm doing. I'm usually back home by 5 a.m. From there, I am. From there, I am, you know, just getting ready for the day, whatever I have to do. Um, I'm reading my Bible, uh, making sure I spend, you know, my time in prayer. So that's usually like for an hour. I have breakfast. And then by around like 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'm getting ready for work. I'm at work usually by uh, by 8 a.m. Can I pause and, you right there? Do you work in an yeah. office or work remote? Uh, I work in an office. Okay. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. I work in an office with other coworkers. So, um, so yeah. And so I'm usually at work from eight to five and usually, and my days look different when I'm at work. Um, so most days I'm just pretty like in my office, you know, calls, um, a lot of, you know, zoom meetings. Sometimes I have to meet with clients, but that's neither here or there. Um, but I'm usually doing that. I'm usually on the phone most of the day, you know, talking to these different financial advisors that are spread out throughout the U.S., um, talking to them or to the publishing team or with marketing or just, you know, different colleges that we're trying to do seminars at for them. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot. And, um, and so usually when I get out of work at 5, I'm back home by about 5.30, 5.45. Um, and... Yeah, my time when I'm back home looks very different. I mean, so I have a like a process schedule for my day, but just because I'm wearing one hat during the week doesn't mean 
my other hats come off. Right. Like, like for example, you know, on uh, Mondays, Monday nights and Wednesday nights, I'm, you know, meeting with my co-hosts, uh, you know, we're planning for our podcast. We're doing all right. that. Um, sometimes one, um, uh, a, a young person from my church might need counsel. They might need to talk to me about something. So I might have to schedule a visitation. I might have to meet with them. Like for example, last night, um, I had, uh, well, not last night night, but yesterday in the evening, I had to meet with a young person, um, yeah. talk about a situation they were going through at home. Um, just hearing them, counseling them. Um, so it's really like wherever I can fit in like the little things here and there, that's usually, yeah. um, you know, where they fall. And, um, that's usually my life Monday through Friday. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Friday through Saturday, oh man, it's just, I almost said a nightmare, but I don't mean that in a bad way, <laughs> but I, I mean that in the most sincere way as possible, if it can even be taken that way. Um, so Fridays, I usually get out of work at 12. So they're half Oh, that's days. nice. It's nice, but somehow my, my time is not never for myself, unfortunately, but that's just yeah. part of the, that's part of it. Um, so usually there's youth group at six thirty to eight thirty. Um, there's coordinating rides uh, before yeah. then, so I'm usually on the road by four thirty, five o'clock. Yeah. Um, I'm usually back at home by maybe nine thirty, ten o'clock. Um, and then there's church the next day. So um, I'm Seventh Day Adventist, so I go to church on Saturday, and so um, I'm you know I'm out all day from. 8 a.m. to sometimes 8 p.m. So yeah. there's church, doing the service at one church, jumping over to another one, and then there's outreach with the kids, and then there's doing visitations after that and all of that. And I'm, I didn't mention this, but I'm actually going for my MBA. So on Sundays, nice. those are like my those Oy are like my, days, my, my cram, study, do assignments, read, try to catch up from not doing homework like from the pre previous days of the week so those are my Sundays and I just and then do it rinse and repeat <laughs> yep pretty much sounds crazy I, I mean but I but I hear you I mean yeah every day looks really different and but it's also like your regular go-to route there is some routine you know within that mm -hmm. um I tried the whole 3 a.m 4 a.m workout okay. thing Okay. Yeah. This is what happened though to me is I would wake up and, and people are like, how do you do this? I'm like, I don't know. Ask my body because like Paige has no control over this. So I'd wake up, mm -hmm. I'd be able to go. I would like go to the gym, do a full gym session. Like I'm not, okay, okay. you know, cutting corners or anything during my workout. I'll, I'll go hard. But I'll come home and I'll shower and then I'll crawl back in bed and fall back asleep. No. Yes. No. Oh, no. And I don't know how to not do that because if I don't, oh, if I don't fall back asleep, then then I'll fall asleep around like eight or ten, like eight or ten in the morning. Um, okay. I'll just like fall back asleep, even though, like, even if I get like, even if I go to bed at like eight p.m. and I'm like getting like, a full like you know, a lot of time for my sleep. If I wake up that early, I will fall back asleep no matter what I do in the morning. Oh, mercy. Wow. Which some people wow. are like, you're working out. How do you like, how are you still tired after that? I'm like, I don't know. 
it's it's possible i get it i get it (laughs) but um, I i applaud you for that discipline because um i have tried that um much to uh not non-success in that so shifting gears a little bit um it sounds like you know you're very very active and in your church obviously you're an associate pastor but like with with the youth and all of that work you know that definitely comes with its own kind of time and energy commitment how do you make sure you have enough energy or how do you source that energy from God to be able to sustain yourself through all of those things? That is a very good question. Oh my. Wow. Yeah. That's a very good question. Um, because yeah, burnout is very real and I have definitely experienced that before many times, but, um, I guess a big part of it is, is really recognizing myself and at any particular moment, like how I'm feeling, what are my thoughts like, what are my what are my inclinations like at the present moment, and also being intentional. Yeah. Um. I like I like to think of it as um as a well. Um. And oftentimes the Bible uses various in- illustrations with wells and water and things of that nature. But you know, um. I, you know, I just imagine that, you know, if, if somebody's asking me for, a, for, for a drink, you know, like the story in, uh, yeah. in uh, John four, you know, with the Samaritan woman, um, if somebody's asking me for a drink from, you know, a well that I own, you know, I, I you know, I'll get the bucket in there and I'll get the water and I'll pour it into their cup. Well, you know, even though I'm getting it from, a, you know, that particular well, that particular place, you know, there has to be a larger source where water can flow into and you know so that my well can have access and I like to think of my relationship with God um in a very similar manner Mm. I can't give to other people something that I don't have yeah and you know I've tried it before and it doesn't work and I've tried it again and it doesn't work you know my own way our our own way doesn't work and so something that I think is really important to keep in mind is that if somebody's lacking and oftentimes somebody's wanting advice somebody's wanting counsel support uh somebody's wanting to be comforted somebody was wanting direction leadership discipleship um and that involves a lot of time energy but it also involves a lot of it 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 involves a lot of spiritual maturity if i can say it that way people are are wanting something tangible and i can't just give them you know a quick hot word from sam because right. you know my words will my, my words will easily fade away you know in the next five seconds but right. if i'm giving people direct access to an experience that i'm having with jesus you know on a daily uh consistent basis then that changes everything that changes the whole game right because you know i may be tired and i may be you know exhausted and maybe feel on my ropes end on a particular day but if i'm connected to jesus if i'm connected to him if i'm continually receiving you know um um water from him uh, if i'm continually receiving you know the the gift of the you know the holy spirit in my life and if that's you no know, flowing out to others um i find that that's a very uh helpful way to help sustain that sort of process yeah yeah for sure 
And I, I love that imagery of just the well and um, just kind of tapping into that. Do you feel like you, you working kind of in, in the role that you're working at helps you relate in a better slash different way to the congregation that you serve? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yes. Yes. I definitely feel I, I, I 1000% think <laughs> that is the case. And the reason why, and oh, mercy. And this just goes back to like what we were talking about earlier with, you know, the old garb, like, you know, yeah. oh, you know, uh, we're going to have a revival series of church, you know, oh, you know, we need a prayer and, uh, you know, we yeah. have songs and, you know, like a lot of people that are in, in ministry or volunteer, you know, they're, they're a lot of, okay, not many of them, not, Okay, I, I don't want to say this as if everybody in ministry is like lazy and only does stuff on on weekends. Oh but, yeah, uh, but I, I, that's not what I'm saying. But a lot of them, you know, don't know what it's like. Yeah. To actually oh, be in a nine to five job, a lot of yeah. them don't know what it feels like to you know go to work all week and then come home and deal with stuff at home, and then by the time it's the weekend, man, deal with the temptation of I'm tired. I feel yeah. like I want to stay in bed and skip church. Yeah, You know, a lot of ministers, a lot of volunteers, a lot of people in ministry don't understand what, you know, that feels like. Yeah, And I feel like with me being in this position of being at a nine to five, well, at a eight, eight, to, eight, eight to five, but being at a, <laughs> you know, yeah. being at a full-time job and being involved in ministry on the weekends, it's like, wow, I'm able to kind of see both sides yeah. of these specific realms, you know, yeah. so it's, it's interesting. Well, thank you for that. Cause you just justified the entire purpose of this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that was, that was like my inkling in, in starting this podcast was like that there's a little bit of a disconnect before between people who serve in full-time ministry. Um, and that's kind of like their job and their occupation. Um, and, and then the rest I, I call normal people. Um, <laughs> Not that people in ministry are not normal or people. Um, just it's just different. It's just a different set of issues and a different set of hardships. I was talking actually. I think his episode is coming out tomorrow, uh, August fifth. Um, when when we're recording this. Um, but he was saying like he drives fifty minutes one way to church. Like they live in a very rural area. And, um, the church home that they found it was 50 minutes away one way. And so I asked him like, Hey, like what, if anything, what does your church involvement look like? Um, and, uh, y'all can go listen to the episode to like find out the rest, but I feel like, you know, it depends also where you live. Like I live in a very suburban area and there's building a new church right up the road for me. Um, but like for those for those people who live maybe in a rural area or that they call their church home, something that is, is much farther away from them. Like, how does that practically look like? And, and like, how can they be the church in other ways? So I, I hear mm. you and I'm glad to, I'm glad to, I guess, have that affirmed in in my hunch <laughs> from a different perspective for sure. Um, <clears throat> Now, in what ways do you carry um, your ministry hat and your associate pastor 
expat into the workplace and like, have you had to have, you know, are there any struggles with that or like any kind of boundaries that you've had to set up for yourself in, in kind of crossing those two lines? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess, uh, well, I guess I'll just start off with saying what's similar. Um, something that I've come to find is that the one thing well, there's a lot of things, but the one thing that really strikes out to me as uh, something that directly parallels from ministry and to business is relationship building. Mm. Like at, at the core, like when we really get down into the weeds, all that ministry is and all that business is like the essence is yeah. relationship building. It's networking. It's connecting with people where, where they're at. And that's definitely something that I carry with me from my experiences as a pastor into the workplace, whether if it's connecting with my coworkers, connecting with prospects, clients, um, and anybody that I happen to come across, anybody that may be on my team, um, that's definitely something that I see that, you know, that just directly translates into the current position where I'm at now. And, um, and another thing is, you know, that's, um, Another thing that just, you know, really goes with that is, um, I guess some, I, I don't necessarily, I don't want this to come out bad, but I'll, I'll just say, I don't really like lazy people. I mean, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I love everybody, but I don't, I, I get you. Like, I don't like, that's my like biggest pet people. peeve. So you're, you're in good company here. Okay. 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 Sounds good. But, you know, I, I feel like if we're given a responsibility to do that, we need to do our best. We need to put in the 110% that's needed to make sure that um, it gets done. Um, I cannot remember the exact verse, but, um, um, but you know, there's somewhere in the Bible where it's mentioned that, you know, whatever our hands find to do, we need to do it with all of our might. You know, not, not to, you know, make our name great, not to make ourselves great, but, you know, and everything and anything that we do, we are to glorify God, whether if that's in church or whether if that's at work. Yeah. And um, it's really important because um, not only not, it's only it's really important not just to um, do our jobs to the best of our ability, but the reality is is you know there's a very good chance unless if you are going to, you know, purposely, Hey, I want you to come to church with me this Saturday or this Sunday, unless if you purposely invite somebody to church, more than likely your coworkers are, will probably never step into a church. And the only exposure that they're going to have to Jesus, to God, to the word of God, to spiritual things is through your witness. Yeah. And and, you know, if you're at work, you know, if there's a mercy, there's a saying that um, um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard the saying where, you know, when the sun goes down, I go down. Oh, mercy. <laughs> you know, if that's the sort of mentality that people are having when they're at work, you know, OK, you know, I, you know, I'm able to empathize with those that work and you know, go to church. But, hey, I mean, at the same time, we have a spiritual responsibility if. You know, if you're going to church, you're like, you know, yes, you know, ooh, way maker, chain breaker. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And, but, you know, you go to work Monday through Friday and you're, yeah, with, you know, your, your coworkers like, yeah, thirsty Thursday, wet Wednesday, and, uh, you know, all <laughs> The that. rest of it. It's like, yeah, it's like, wow. So it, it's really important to, 
keep a consistent sense of identity yeah. no matter where we're at. And yeah. um, just getting into what you were wondering about boundaries, uh, boundaries that I set up for myself is, you know, I mean, my coworkers know that I'm a pastor. They know I'm an associate pastor. And um, that doesn't mean I'm like a Bible thump where I'm like, you know, well, you, yeah. need a, you need a repent. You need a, yeah, 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 yeah. you're like the God. You know, you need a, but you know, you're, not, you're not living right. You need to start praying. You need to go to church. Like, you know, that's, that, some people are like that, unfortunately, but right. um, that's definitely not my approach with, with you know, with people in general. Um, I just, I, I make it very intentional through the way that I live, through the way that I speak, that people can tell that there's something different about me, not mm-hmm. in my own power, but, you know, right. uh, by, the, by the grace of God, of course. And, um, you know, people notice that I don't curse, you know, people right. notice that I don't, I don't drink, you know, sometimes we have office gatherings and it's like, yeah, let's get together for the Christmas party. Uh, where's the eggnog? And they'll spike it or whatever. Like, it's that all way. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Sam doesn't drink. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Do you feel like the way that, like, you just carry yourself, do you feel like it has inhibited or allowed more people to kind of approach you and, like, for you to grow that deeper relationship? I think it's, I think it's definitely something that's um, definitely assisted me and it's definitely worked in my mm. favor only because, you know, um, I, I, and I really, I really do think so because like if somebody needs, like, for example, if I have a broken leg, I'm not going to ask somebody else that has a broken leg to help me up. Like right. we're just going to, both of us, we're just going to fall back down. Like there's no point. Right. I need to ask somebody that's fully healthy. Well, healthier than me yeah. in order to help me. Like, Hey, you with that, you know, you have two working legs. Can you pick me up? Like, 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 yeah. And they'll be able to help me. And I bring that up because, you know, in a world where everybody else seems the same, quote unquote, like I'll, 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 there's a lot of people out here that are living without hope that are living mm. without a purpose, without yeah. a sense of fulfillment. And, you know, in looking around at your social circle, it's like, man, like sometimes it can be pretty depressing. It's like, man, everybody's just kind of living, yeah. you know, and it's just, you know, nobody's really, you know, living with a purpose. And I've had instances where, you know, people recognize that of their own lives and they come to me because it's like, you know, mm. I, you know, like, you're here like they just see of me like hey i see you in the same situation that i'm in but yeah the mindset you may have or the way you're approaching it just seems completely different like like mm-hmm. what is it like like what is it that you have that i don't and yeah um not not that i'm so much better than these people you know i i put my pants on one leg at a time just like anybody else and i make just right. as many mistakes as anybody i'm right. a very flawed flawed person but yeah um but I'm thankful that that God's allowed me to have such um, situations where I've been able to um, thankfully be that person that somebody can look yeah. to and say, hey, um, I need help or hey, I, I, what, what, what's your take on this or what's your uh, what are your thoughts on this situation I'm going through? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just like a mark of kind of God's hand and power through everything, because I. I have noticed that there have been instances where um, I think of there's a scene from an episode in Friends where like Rachel is working like 
has a new job and her boss and her coworker they smoke and Rachel doesn't smoke and so they oh. go on they go on smoke breaks and they like leave Rachel out because she doesn't smoke and then like work mm-hmm. ends up happening and I I could see where um there might be the inclination of of humanity not just like any one person but there's the inclination to kind of you know, with you, with you, what you're saying, like, I'm a normal person, you know, I'm just, you know, this is just me. Um, there's the inclination for people who might have a skewed view of Christianity or Christians or, or people who have been hurt by people within the church. There's the mm-hmm. inclination for them to want to kind of hide and shield from that. And so like, it's really mm-hmm. encouraging for me to still see that God overcomes those boundaries that like or those um limitations that humans would would kind of naturally put up Mm, definitely definitely wow wow praise the lord and i mean i've had that happen like on on a personal level with my friends of like they don't want to tell me things because i'm page the christian but at the end of the day oh yeah yeah. oh yeah like it happens it it happens and so like it's it's encouraging to see that it is not happening in the workplace. And I think too, like there's the more progressive movement of, and I mean, I say progressive really loosely of just like, you know, acceptance of everyone and, you know, like everyone's habits and, and, um, and and routines and like i just think of like people who practice their faith and you know you have um your uh, our uh, muslim co-workers who who need to take time to pray or um you know maybe people who dress a certain way at work and and, and what have you um i feel like there's a, a more wide acceptance of people who might engage differently and I think that has actually worked me possibly I, my hunch is that it has worked to the benefit of Christians in the workplace as well. So that there's not as, um, I guess, adamant discrimination against them. Mm-hmm. For sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that was just a hunch. Also, I'm a friends fanatic. I love friends. <laughs> of course that's what comes to mind. And also it's like smoking, like you could probably get away with that in the nineties, but not so much now. I would hope. Probably um, not. Probably not. Um, I work for an HR company. So like all of this is like HR red flags. Like, <laughs> like HR will be coming to you. Uh, I heard, okay, this is such an aside. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I, I like, I've been noodling on this and I'm like, I don't know if this is legal or not. So um, I was talking to uh, one of my friends who's like an esthetician and she was saying like she was employed by um, a company and uh, this, this shop um, like spa, whatever um, they actually fired employees because they didn't have a big enough social media following to bring in clientele. What? Oh yeah. I was like, like I feel like that's an HR, wow, huh. like an I mean, HR what, disaster waiting to happen. Wow, I mean, what was that like previously stated, like in a contract or something? Nope, nope. And they're also like not wow. contract employees; they are employees, anyways. So I was like, "Ooh, that sounds juicy and 
touchy and all of that stuff. So speaking of HR questions, do you have a team of people who report up to you? I do. Okay. Okay. So in what ways has your faith um, kind of influenced not only like your leadership style, but in the way that you kind of manage those employees and maybe hard conversations and tell me more about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when it comes to leadership, that's something I'm really big on. I love talking about anything and everything leadership related. Um, I, I am very much prone to look at Christ's example of leadership. Um, I, you know, just looking at the way and the way in which he led his life and just, you know, looking at, at the way in which, you know, he, um, really, um, put time into the disciples. It was very much a servant style sort of uh, leadership. And that's something right. that I try to, em- I, I try prayerfully try to em- uh, em- um, emulate in my own life. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily just show like telling people like, I want you to do this and you do that and you do this and you're going to do this because I'm the boss. And if you don't listen to me, you're fired. You're fired. No, like that's definitely, um, that's, that definitely makes me look like a jerk and that doesn't help anybody else. Um, you know, I guess in a, in a, in a more practical way, you know, something that's, um, something that Jesus often says in the gospels is come and see, mm. come and see. He often says, come and see, he'll demonstrate something. He'll show how something is supposed to take place and, you know, and then he'll expect, you know, results to follow after that. When yeah. the disciples started following Jesus, they were watching, they were watching earnestly and, you know, they didn't just go out, you know, right away, start casting out demons and doing miracles and preaching or whatever, but they took their time. They watched Jesus um, and the way in which he was building the foundations for his ministry. And then when the time came, he sent them out two by two in every direction, starting, yeah. you know, to, to um, go about uh, carrying on his work. And, um, I'm, I, I very much try to implement that model in the sense of if there's like a specific task that I have that I want somebody to do, like, for example, um, if I say, Hey, I want you to put together a wealth allocation model for this client and, um, make sure that it's adjusted for inflation by 4% and, uh, throw in a little bit of social security maximization on the side. And I want it done by the end of this week. And if I have somebody that's like, uh what <laughs> if i like and so i'm like right. okay okay so i'll i'll walk them through and show them how it's supposed to be done like step by step i'll i'll like have them in with me for like a meeting have them watch how i you know kind of go about the process and say hey this is how you do it just you gotta you know get the client's information you gotta get our source material and open up the excel sheet plug in the numbers use this program uh, so on and so forth, just really leading them step by step in a way that's not like in a way that's not like babying them, because sometimes right. people can kind of get the sense of like, oh, you know, like the way he's showing me how to do this. It's like he has like no faith in me or something right. like that. Right. But I try to do it in a way that's edifying and in a way that kind of illustrates the sense that, hey, I'm trying to pass this off to you because not because I don't want to do it myself, but because I believe in you. I believe right. in the potential that you have to succeed in this job. So, you know, let's, let, let's see it happen. Right. Um, 
So that's something that I try to emulate, like leading by example mm. and uh, coming down to the level of the people that may work under me um, and assisting them with things that they may not understand or things of that nature. And um, if it comes to, you know, a difficult conversation, which has had to happen a few times, not only at this job, but um, previous right. work experiences that I've right. had, um, I, I find that people respond better when they get the sense that you have their best interests at heart. Mm, yeah. And um, something that I always, I always say in my meetings is that, hey, you know, I know why you're in here and you definitely know why you're in here as well. What is something that we both can do to help you be more successful? What's yeah. some, and we just, you know, and, and we, we go from like the, from the base, like, okay, what is it that you're doing day to day that's causing you to not be successful in this area or to mess up in this area? What are changes that we need to make? And I asked, Hey, is, are there, is there anything that I can do to help support you? Is there anything I can do to help you in this area? Do you need more accountability? Do you need me um, to set up timelines, realistic timelines? Do we have to take off responsibilities from your plate? We try, And so it's trying to be as relatable, but as at the same time, practical as well to yeah. finding solutions. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And one thing, like, I mean, going throughout school, I like definitely took servant leadership classes, but one thing that like, I didn't realize until like this week, I'm pretty sure I learned this lesson. Um, but it was how Jesus answered questions. And it was something like 90% of the time. It, now don't quote me on this. Don't fact check me, but it was something crazy okay. like that, that he didn't actually answer the question. He answered with another question. Yeah. Uh -huh. Cause yeah, Jesus did that that's all true. the time. Uh -huh. And I, uh -huh. I've, I was thinking about that and I was like, Oh, like I'm also a life coach. Um, and that's what they teach you is just like, ask a bunch of questions. And so, um, I've been like kind of noodling on that concept of like, how can you, um, how can you lead and how can you, um, like even in the workplace, but also outside of the workplace lead better through asking questions. And, um, that was something that I learned, um, when I was kind of working, I wasn't under her, she wasn't my direct manager, but she was kind of my superior. And, she would just ask me questions and questions and questions to dig deeper into the what and the why of what we're doing. And I just realized like, that's a very effective way of kind of leading and all of that. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. And I love that. Just asking questions, just ask questions with questions, be like Jesus. <laughs> that should be the new tagline. Ask questions, be like Jesus. Well, Sam, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, just your insight and your experience. It has been such a pleasure. One thing that I always like to wrap up with is what is one faith discipline or practice someone can do to help grow their in their relationship with Christ? Mm -hmm. um, okay. Okay. I like to be practical. Okay. Uh, something that um, anybody could do is on your way to work or on your way back from work. Instead of blasting worldly, terrible music, instead of listening to Lil Nas, uh, Flynn of Boss, you know, you know, instead of listening to Lil Uzi, J Balvin, uh, a lot of a, a lot of these people will know who I'm talking about. But instead of listening say, I have to, no clue who any of these people oh, are. 
so <laughs> you'll be surprised. You, you said you said you, you'll be surprised. Some of these people listen are gonna be like, oh snap, he's talking to me. Like, yes. uh, <laughs> speak to them, <laughs> say it. <laughs> you need to repent. No, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> I'll just like, oh, man, I'll just like, but um. Something that I, I would suggest is why not listen to a short devotional on your way to work? You know, yeah. why not, you know, listen to a little bit of, you know, the Bible being read to you on your way to work, yeah. you know, on your way back from work, you know, just like listen to the I, nine to five like, faith podcast. Yeah, 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 definitely. Listen, <laughs> listen to something, listen to things that will edify your spirit because yeah. when you find yourself in situations at work, you know, uh, where you're like, oh, you know, my, my, oh, my boss, and you feel like you want to do something, or you're, you're, you just feel like you're having a tough situation at work or wherever you're at. Those, you know, those instances where you took the time to integrate the word of God into your life will come back to you in those moments when you need yeah. it the most. And it, you know, the Lord is going to do amazing things. So, edifying your spirit on the way to work, on the way back from work. Some people have a 50 minute drive, 20 minute yeah. drive. So, um, you have plenty of time, more than enough time to listen to something that will benefit your spirits. I love that. I love that. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Now, where can people find you? Listen to your podcast, all that good stuff. Yes. Okay. So my podcast is called The Next Drop-Off. We just dropped a new episode this past week. Are you Christian or not? Nah? Um mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can go to thenextdropoff.com. You can download our episodes from there. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, you can just type in Samuel Saniston um, on Instagram, on Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm on all of those platforms. Awesome. And yeah. And all everything will be linked below too in the show notes. Well, Thank you, Sam, for joining us. I hope you get a little bit of rest this weekend, like kind of like fingers crossed on that because you sound busy also this weekend, but hope you guys can get some rest this weekend. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and make sure to subscribe, leave five stars, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.